There's no place like the family table, a place where we can all be free. There's no place like a family table, where there's a space for you and me. Or you can bring your thoughts and you can bring your opinions, and all we ask for you is that you're willing to listen. You can tell us anything that you might be thinking, even if the minds and my thoughts will be seen. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I said that backwards, but that's okay. How are y'all doing today? That's awesome. I love that a lot of you guys answered that question, even though I can't hear a thing you just said. All right, guys, so here's the deal. <clears throat> it is, what is it, Thursday morning. We're having some coffee over the Zoom. Uh, first of all, how crazy is technology, right? I mean, during this whole Cochina virus, technology has really taken like a huge step forward almost. Maybe not even a step forward. Maybe I'm just now finding out about this whole technology stuff. But anyway, it's pretty cool. I get to see Marco's pretty little face over there on the phone screen while I'm looking at my computer, making sure that my microphone doesn't peak. And it already peaked about 10 seconds ago, but that's okay. Um, anyway, all that to say, we're super grateful that you guys are here with us um, in, in embarking in this a series of conversations that we'll be having after the <clears throat> well after everything that's going on. I don't really know what to call it. Like I feel awkward saying like after this whole George Floyd thing because sure. it's not a George Floyd thing, you right. know, it's a it's a massively massively historically systemic issue. Yeah. Um so it's not a George Floyd thing. Um and I guess that's why we're calling this podcast the the catalyst, right? Like uh something like that. Uh, Cuz it's yeah. Something like that. Like it's it's sparking up something, um, not just in in the in Minneapolis, but in the world. Like, I mean, there's protest in Germany. There's protest in France. There's like, it's everywhere. You know, like people are like, oh, like the L.A. riots, this and that. I'm like, yeah, but L.A. riots were just in L.A. You know, like these are riots literally across the globe. And yes, all you flat earthers out there, I did say globe because the earth is not flat. Sorry, I've been getting into really conspiracy theories like left and right I can lately. Tell. Uh, <laughs> it's so much fun. I Okay, so before we get into this, total, total sidebar. Do it. Um, I, I follow several pages on Instagram that are like super conspiratorial, <laughs> that are super like, right extreme right wing ex conspiracy like it is hilarious like this whole like new world order and uh they're coming at like all the leftists are coming after you like oh my gosh they want to like they want to take your guns they want to take your freedom they want to take your jesus like they're coming after you like it it's hilarious uh but anyway there's this one skull called i think it's spread the truth or something like that and this dude is a legit flat earther who believes fully that we live in a flat earth and this, th this, this disc is just this made up thing and, that he, and he doesn't believe in space. He believes that space is this like uh, made up thing by NASA uh, so that we can all, I, I don't even know what, but there's no space, uh, and we live on a disc. It's pretty amazing. It is hilarious. That's it's bizarre. some of my favorite stuff to read. It is so bizarre. It is so bizarre. And like, so he'll post about flat Earth, and then the very next thing will be like, "Screw Antifa," and I'm like, "Oh, you're that guy." <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny. Oh. And then, but mind you, this guy's a hundred percent Christian. He believes in God fully, uh -huh. um, and uh, he swears up and down that in the Bible it says that we have a flat Earth and there's no space. So you know, okay. That I I don't know where in the Bible it says that, but you're the pastor. Maybe you can help me out with that. 
I heard one guy who was like, the Bible says that the gospel needs to be proclaimed in all the corners of the earth. That should tell you that it's yes. flat. <laughs> yeah, that's what this guy says, I was like, wait, too. what? <laughs> and that is empirical evidence that it is flat. Yeah, yeah. I saw, nah, I saw a clip of someone say that, and I was like, oh, um, I got nothing, man. <laughs> Dude, it is so funny. And like he like he's like constantly encouraging people to like go get guns and stuff. Like they're coming after you, the new world order, and like the leftists are gonna come after you and there's gonna be this massive civil war and um it's it's just Yeah, amazing. get that range time it. in. Yeah. <laughs> start practicing. You gotta start practicing. I've been practicing my bow and arrow. Yeah, man, but you're not going to be like that guy from Lord of the Rings who shoots the bow and arrow, who's like super fast Bro, and accurate. I'm basically, I'm like a mixture of Legolas, which is the guy you're talking oh, about, okay. and Hawkeye. No. I'm like a mixture of both. Probably I, I'm pretty sure that if there were a real universe, like Marvel Universe, that I would be, I would be Hawkeye. Probably not. I'm like... 97 percent sure no there's that three percent you know but probably not dude i'm i'm telling you i'm really good i'm really good i like um i don't even know how amazing i can tell you i am yeah i mean i've seen your, i've seen amazing. your videos you're, you're pretty good at 10 yards away that's great like so <laughs> you want to wait for your enemy to get 10 yards away just come closer <laughs> <laughs> hold on no no, no get, get closer get closer just stab him instead yeah, of throwing exactly. the, using the bone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny this is like way off topic this that's my super bad off topic but yeah hey you, banter 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 yeah. which we got great response on we did right? so we got a good really response cool. on the banter it was hilarious apparently you guys like to hear us talk about nothing and everything all at Pretty once much. as opposed to actual stuff yeah yeah, I was cool. telling uh, I was telling <clears throat> Seth that um, I wanted to take him back to the gun range. We haven't gone we haven't gone to the gun range this whole time, and so we need to we need to get back and get some get some practice in. You know, for self defense and stuff. You know, just in case the new world order. Hashtag Texas. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need. Well, so I was talking to a, to a pastor friend who's out in Virginia. And he was telling me, um, we were on the phone the other day, and I said, are you driving? He goes, yeah, man, I'm on my way to go buy a holster. And, um, and I said, did you buy a new gun? And he goes, yeah. Um, he says, my 9mm was stolen like a couple months back. And so um, I just finished buying another another handgun. Totally different caliber. And I remember, and, I, and so I asked him, why would you buy that? And he said, because that's all they had. Like uh, several states, like Virginia, uh, after July first, you can only buy. A, uh, I'm I'm probably butchering. I haven't read anything. This is just based on conversation. But after July first, I think you can only buy uh, a handgun once every couple of months, and um, and you can't do private sales. Like I can't sell you a handgun. Um, if I do, right. that would be considered illegal. Um, and so everybody right now is like buying everything like off the shelves. And so he said he had to drive 110 miles outside of his town or outside of his city to go buy a holster because the, the shops, the gun shops in his city, uh, which I think is Richmond the shops in his city, um, were sold out. Sold out of ammo, sold out of like accessories, like holsters, everything. Yeah, sold out. And so he had to drive 110 miles out uh, and wait in line for a couple of hours just to buy a holster. So this is in, you said Virginia? Yeah, it's in Virginia. Dude, I swear, like, the South, if you are, if you are in the South and you're listening to this, God bless you. <laughs> Like, that's a nice way of saying like y'all are, y'all are y'all are y'all are God's amazing worksmanship. <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't even know, man. Like, 
these people like a lot of them like are are really out there you know i was thinking a lot about this so they're re they're they're, it's like there's no more middle ground yeah when there was before you know like yeah um i was listening to the joe rogan podcast and there's uh what's his name um that Marine that does like a lot of the workouts and stuff, he always posts his time in the morning on Instagram. Oh, yeah, Jocko. Jocko Willing. Yes, Jocko, Jocko. Uh, and so, he like, a they were talking Navy about. Navy SEAL, sir, not a Marine. So, yes, Navy SEAL. My bad, my bad, my bad. My bad, Navy SEAL. Um, Just... if, I were, if I were to be anything, I'd be a Navy SEAL. Yeah, right. I hate swimming. It's, it's true. The worst. You suck at it. Um, I know. Dude, I drown like in an instant. Um, but. He was talking about how everything is so far right or so far left that the average American, which is the majority in the center, gets screwed over. Oh, yeah. Right? But like he was talking about how um how he was thinking how if we had a centrist uh you know, Republican and a centrist Democrat, that the world would be so like the United States would be so much more in harmony. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking a lot about that. And I'm like, it's so true, right? Like, uh, they had mentioned Tulsi Gabbard. And I remember talking to Izzy about Tulsi Gabbard. And she's a Democrat, you know. And, like, Izzy's a, like, staunch Republic- Republican. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'd vote for her, right? Because, like, she talks to Republicans. Yeah. Literally yeah. talks to Republicans. Is she the one that's, and so, uh, that's a colonel in the Army or something like that? Yeah, yes. she was. She, uh, yeah, he's yeah. spoken so yeah. highly of her. Yeah, and so, but but that's the thing. Like, that's why she didn't get any nominations because the Democratic Party is like, oh no, like, she talks to Republicans and she's willing to have conversations. Like, w- exactly, that's your face is dumb. how I felt. Dumb. It was super dumb, right? And then, like, on the right side, like, you have some dudes that are not extreme right, right. that are willing to have conversations. Now, if the only way to get through this is by having conversations, why in the world are these two parties giving us these two options that are freaking pointless? Yeah. Right? Like, and so you have like these two groups of people that are dictating, mind you, small groups of people, both in the far right and the far left. They're just loud. That are dick. Yeah, they're, they're just, exactly. They're just loud. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what about the rest of us, which is the majority? Like, why aren't we talking? Yeah. You know? Which I guess. That's what you and I are trying to do that's here, we're here like, today. with this. Yeah, that's why we're here today to talk as a centralist. This is like uh or we I never came up with a name for this series, but this should be like like the I don't know, family table. Ooh. The family table. I'm gonna, I'm going to write a little jingle for it. You should. Welcome to the family table. Yeah, Ta-da. it's like family table uh <laughs> subtitle a cry for justice. And and Ooh. so that way every time we have like a lot of these uh topics it could be it could be under the family table name. I like it. All right. I'm a, I'm actually going to write that down so I can write a little jingle. It'll be fun. The fab <laughs> What are you doing? I'm dancing to your song. <laughs> oh I'm gonna make it sound like Mr. Rogers. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was just like. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't see me dance, so you're missing out. Oh my god, dude! If we ever did a YouTube podcast channel, it would be redonkulous. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's what your cousin does, right? She does the YouTube. She does the YouTube. I don't, I, and I, man, I love my cousin. I just don't want to mention her podcast because it's not the nicest content. (laughs) (laughs) It's good though. It's hilarious. But yeah, some of the stuff she, she puts out there, I'm like, wow, I'm not going to tell anybody I listen to this. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm just listening for support. I'm, I'm the one of 13 (laughs) listeners. (laughs) <laughs> that's too funny hey before we get into the the needy greedy uh so i have a friend his name is mike in new york okay uh i've known him for 
I don't know, man. I've known him since I was like 17. Um, he was in a band called Glue, uh, a ska band, and I loved that band. Um, Did he play the so trombone? we played shows together. And st- no, he was the vocalist. Uh, and uh, it was just always super fun to play shows with them. But anyway, he wrote a book, and it's like selling like wildfire right now. Um, and he had posted yesterday on Facebook, like, Hey, anybody like that does podcasting or whatever, uh, I'd love to send you guys a free book so that you guys can maybe do like a small review on the book. And I was like, Mike, like, dude, yeah. Like my my friend Marco and I would love to be able to do that. Um, and he was like, dude, so I tagged him on the, um, I tagged him. It was on Facebook. So I tagged him on her Facebook page. And he was like, dude, that's you? And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's me. He's like, oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah. So, like, I sent him my address. So he's going to send us some books, so that, uh, two books so that we can read and, and kind of talk about it. That's awesome. So he knows that this is like a, a book, I mean, a podcast that's directed towards, you know, like a relationship with God and like this and that. He was like, actually, in the book, like, I do talk about, um, you know, God quite a bit. And so it'd be, you know, hopefully you guys enjoy the book and you guys can do a little book review on it and That'd be great. maybe invite me over. And I'm like, yeah, man, that'd be awesome. So he's sending us some books. Nice. So shout out to Mike. Mike, Thanks, I miss Mike. you. I really wish that you would still be doing glue stuff because that'd be awesome. Uh, anyway, I say all that to say this. I was I, I tagged him on the uh, Facebook page. And the very last post on her Facebook page is in February. No, I made one on Tuesday. <laughs> it wasn't there. Yes, it was. Nuh-uh. Some people liked it, yeah. Oh, well, on my computer it was in February. This computer sucks. Probably. That's why I keep trying to go find me to I can so I can buy one, but people don't like me. You're so. a teacher, you're rich. Exactly. I'm a teacher. I'm not rich. I'm pretty sure you're rich. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I'm looking at it right now. It's right there. The post is right there. June 30th. Oh, well, whatever, bro. I didn't and see it. And then the one before that is in April. They're all there, bro. I'm looking at it. <laughs> the last I'm one doing my job. <laughs> so all that to say, we're still looking for an intern that's willing to do that. <laughs> Boom. What is it? June 30th, <laughs> then one. June 20th, and then May 19th, and then May 5th. See? Man, I'm doing my all right, job. All right, all right, all right. You're doing your job. You're doing your job. Sale. Está bueno. But yeah, I'm excited to get his book. Um, anyway, so... We're 17 <laughs> minutes in and we've talked about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about flat earthers, buying guns, <laughs> and... Uh, and Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, that, that chick. Uh, what's her name? Chelsea what? <laughs> Tulsi. Tulsi. Whatever. Yeah. Her. We've talked about her. <laughs> and we've talked about your friend's book that apparently doesn't have a title. So, that's. <laughs> do you even know the name I, of his it, book? <laughs> you didn't even know the name of his book. <laughs> yeah. So, that's great. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's hilarious. It's like all flash. It's called Rock Bottom at the Renaissance. Rock Bottom at the Renaissance? Yeah. It's an emo memoir. Oh, man, this should be fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, so let's jump into the actual podcast. Yeah, let's, <clears throat> excuse let's me. approach the family table. Everybody gather around to the family table. No cell phones allowed. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Marco, we're going to be starting this series on, I guess, I guess the catalyst is being George Floyd, right? Yeah. we're. Uh, yeah, why, why are you laughing? Because it's like uh, you don't even not- know what we're talking about. You're like, so... This, I do know what we're talking about, but I'm trying to fix my computer because I'm peeking right now on my like stupid little mic. It's peeking. Anyway, George Floyd as a catalyst, right? So you and I were talking on the phone a while ago. I mean, several weeks ago, and we were talking about how this was kind of like affecting us in different ways, really. Um, 
and you had mentioned something that I want us to start off with yeah. because I think it's the better foot to start off in. And you had said that because uh, I called it murder, which I it's murder. Yeah. Yes. It was murder. Yeah. I want to be. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's a hundred percent murder. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be very clear to say that this cop murdered this man for a twenty dollar bill. Point. That's it. Nada más. If you believe anything else, then I'm praying for you. Um, but, <laughs> uh, anyway, but but you said it, you said it in a in a very pastoral way, which is what you do. I guess. What did you say? I don't remember. I don't know. Um, Injustice. You, yeah, you had asked me. Um, you had asked me for my feedback, like what was what was affecting me. Yeah. And so the big answer was uh, through this, um, yeah, through this injustice, I've realized, or I realized that I don't hate sin as much as I say I do. That was, yeah. that was what I had told which you. I, which I thought was like pretty grand, honestly, like. Um, you saw this injustice being done, and I and so I want to I I like the fact that you used the word injustice mm-hmm. because it's not just one incident. Yeah, you know, like the one incident we saw was murder, but the injustice that we see is much more systemic and much more wide, mm-hmm. much like wider. Sorry, mm-hmm. than that, you know, and uh, and so that's why when I when you said the word injustice, I'm like yes. It's much more of an injustice because of everything else going on. But then you tagged on this whole idea of like, that made me understand that I don't hate sin as much as I think that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I thought that was super, uh, super interesting. Like, how did, how did the murder of George Floyd cause you to feel, think through this idea that you... Marco, don't hate sin as much as you think you do. And we're not talking about personal sin. Sure. We're talking about sin general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think it's but yeah. So sin as a whole in my life and then just around me. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think I think what I what I was realizing was <clears throat> um in the middle of everyone talking about everything from from so many different sides. Uh, one of the one of the things that I was just kind of revisiting was the video of this man being killed and realizing that as his life was being taken, I don't I'm not affected by that. And not how did stop let's stop right yeah. there real quick. <clears throat> when you say that you didn't you weren't affected by that, mm-hmm. like do you mean affected by that emotionally? Physically, like yeah, I think all of that. I think you you weren't affected by yeah. I think I think to begin, it was emotionally. Like I don't, I don't know this man, and or I'm sorry, that would be more personal. Emotionally, in the sense of like it doesn't that didn't grieve me that, Mm -hmm. um, even in a completely different scenario, whether that man committed a crime or not, um, he was he was already arrested or detained, so the, the threat was neutralized and then his life was taken from him. And, uh, and so in that, like I, I didn't, it didn't bother me. It didn't, it didn't, I wasn't grieved by what I was watching. So that was, that's like the emotional side of it. I guess the, the personal mental side of it was, I mean, that's in Minneapolis. That's not, that's not here mm. in South Texas. Um, and so, um, I didn't like that. Like I, I didn't, I didn't like that. Um, and I knew that wasn't good. And I knew that was wrong, um, even though it didn't feel wrong to me. Not that his life was taken, but I'm talking about how I was feeling. Like how I was feeling was not right. good. But I didn't need to feel bad in order to know that what I was feeling wasn't good. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes people want to feel or experience a certain emotion so that it would validate their thoughts. And I think sometimes... And so I think, um, yeah, I think a lot of people um, think that they need to 
feel or experience a certain kind of emotion in order to marry that with their with their thought process. And um, I don't think that's always true. And because mm. you can look at something, you can see, for instance, an injustice happen. And even though I may not be emotionally affected by it, I can still call that wrong. I can still call right. that an injustice. Um, my right. problem was that I wasn't doing that. And so, <clears throat> mm. so as a result of that, um, and I would and I would add this because I I, I don't want to be um, baited. It's not because it was it was a black man being killed. It was because an image bearer, an image bearer's life was being taken. You know what I mean? And so yeah. <clears throat> and so as a result of that, it made me think about man. I sure as hell am apathetic about what just happened to this man and the kind of reaction and response that it has sparked in our country. And I'm apathetic about even some people talking about it in our context. And, and I don't like that. I don't, I, that's not good. And so that thought led me to think about uh, the doctrine of man or, or the Imago Dei, right? That we are created in God's image and likeness. And it, it led me to think about um, it led me to think about me um, questioning, hey, do I, do I value people because they are created in the image and likeness of God? Or am I off doing my own thing? Mm-hmm. And so just parking on the, <clears throat> the doctrine of the Imago Dei and parking on like our corrupt sin nature led me to revisit George Floyd's murder and actually be grieved by it. Gotcha. Be grieved because not only is this an, this an injustice, an image bearer's life was taken from him. Yeah. And then, you know, weeks after that, not just with black Americans, but weeks after that, like you were hearing all over the news about, individuals who were killed at um at the hands of 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 uh of police brutality or individuals right. who were wounded or even um killed at at some of these riots right bystanders um civilians yeah. right like it led me to <clears throat> it led me to grieve what was happening not because I have a heart for Minneapolis not because I have a heart for these cities but because I was beginning to spend more time on um, the Imago Dei, right? That's Genesis 2, created in his image and his likeness. And so in a very limited sense, we reflect God's character. Um, And at the same time, um, in our sin nature, not only because of injustice, but because of our sin nature, it only takes a small spark to spread even more injustice which was the irony right you know even in the midst of 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 people wanting their voice to be heard and and protesting um you know generational uh injustice in their city in their within their ethnicity you have even within those conversations people taking lives of other people or even you know like the 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 outrageous looting that was, that was going on in several cities. Um, right. And, uh, and so it devalues the cries of people who are, are, are seriously affected by systemic injustices anyway. And so that just led me to kind of just, I, and I didn't want to think of next steps because I didn't want to respond emotionally. Like, Oh man, we need to, mm-hmm. we need to do this and we need to jump into this kind of like social injustice bandwagon. Uh, be like, no, I, I just want to park on the Imago day and man, how, how corrupt we can be within our, within our own sin nature. And I just want to park there for a little bit. <clears throat> and, and as I did, I began to think about this when I was telling you, I began to think about like um, uh, realizing that because I I told you, I was like, man, I I need the gospel in an effort to grieve this, not because I can't tell that that's a wrong thing, not because I can't tell that that's an injustice, but because 
um, man, the gospel reminds me that we are created in the image and likeness of, of, of God. Therefore, that's why I grieve that. Because if I, because mm-hmm. if I miss the gospel or, or if I miss the gospel work for me in all of this, I'm just going to remain apathetic. I'm mm-hmm. just going to remain distant from the whole thing. And that's not a good place for me to be. Right. <clears throat> and, uh, and so from there, it led me to just begin to think about not only my own personal <clears throat> sin, but it led me to think about, um, um, injustices that I'm aware about that happen within our own context, our own culture that I consider, and I may not articulate it this way, but I, um, but that I consider normative and have not done anything about. Yeah. You know, like down here. What are here, some of those injustices? Well, I think like down here, um, I, here's the thing. You can go really, really, really broad. And, yeah. and I did that, but I also wanted to get really, really specific within the context of, for instance, our church. Right. And so <clears throat> when it came to uh, these broad categories of injustice in our context, like one would be immigration reform or it just mm-hmm. imi- the, the, the category of immigration. Immigration. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that that's a huge one. Right. Uh, another huge category. And, and I would say the reason these are huge categories or huge umbrellas is because there are several other little things, not little things, but there are these other topics within these umbrella categories that um uh that that fall under that so immigration would be one thing child exploitation is huge here in mccown or in the valley and it's one of the things that is least talked about yeah um so you have that obviously uh, the drug trade that's that's here um and uh and so i began to think through okay for for our church and our capacity man, what are some of the, like, if our church reflects the community, what are some of the bigger needs? Um, or what are some of the, the areas in which we can, we can just begin to serve one another, equip one another, but also meet the needs of our city. And so for us, like education reform is a big thing, right? Like, uh, over 40% of children are illiterate, may not even get a book Mm -hmm. in their hands, um, until they're late elementary. And that's if they can read. And so we want to focus on education. Um, you know, the Valley is huge on, on, on family, um, and, and, and giving birth or having just several children. <laughs> and, um, and so it's a nice um, way to put it. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> man, we want to support that because like, even within the context of our church, we have a lot of single parents. We have a lot of step parents. Yeah. We have, a, we just have a lot of parents in general. We have a lot, a lot of children. And so not only caring for them, but also looking at, okay, what does this look like in our city? So whether that's like partnering with uh, pregnancy centers uh, that help women not only receive counsel, but also help them with their sonograms and doctor referrals. Let's do that. Child advocacy centers, which counsel families who have undergone abuse, children who've undergone abuse. Um, So anyway, there's those are some of the broad and and to to a degree, some specific categories and subcategories of injustice happening within our context and i'm sure more people especially down here could name more and i think oh yeah yeah and i think part of it it's not that that it's not that i wouldn't want to hear it it's just that i think sometimes we we hear about and we need to hear but we need to know we need to know about all these injustices that happen but we need to also be very discerning on um what our capacity is and then what what does Jesus want us to specifically do so for us to narrow it down to education families and the arts okay well we're going to focus on maybe two or three areas because that's what we can do right now and I think sometimes people who can be not always but some people who can be emotionally charged they're like well, what about this and what about that and we need to do more here and we need to do more there and I would agree but I would also say we need to be smart about how we address these things based on our capacity, based on where we find ourselves, what we're able to do. Um, right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's called stewardship. Yes. Yes. Know? It's called stewardship. And so I think it's, I think it's super important. I think it's really also super interesting that you got to this place from the murder of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so I feel like a, it's a journey for a lot of us. I feel like you, you went on a journey you saw this man being murdered on video for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And then it 
took you all the way to this spot where you're at right now. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it, I think it's one, a good stewardship of your time. Two, I think it's also a great push for you and not just you, but the church, because mm-hmm. now you're leading the congregation and um, you're telling them like, hey, this is where we're at. This is what we're going to do. I mean, you were telling me about how you were whiteboarding like these pillars of like, how can we change? How can we help here? Mm-hmm. Right. And so when people tell you like, well, you need to do more, you need to do more. I'm like, yes. And I need to be smart about it. Mm-hmm. Right. I need to be able to do what I can do within my context. And so um, this is why we're saying George Floyd as a catalyst. We're not saying George Floyd as a catalyst as uh, some sort of like symbol or anything like yeah. I don't want this man to be considered like a a, a, a stepping stone, even though a lot yeah. of people would say that. Um, but I, I, I like this is another man murdered by an injustice and if we look at injustice in general we see injustice everywhere and in our context injustice means immigration injustice means education injustice means childcare and advocacy like those are the injustices that we see here and that we can actually do something about right yeah. like you had mentioned earlier how you were like I didn't want to I, I, I didn't want to act out in this like uh, social justice emotional way yeah. right Um, this is where, like, this is where you and I differ a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for like, let's act, let's do, let's, let's go. Um, you know, I I was part of several protests. I, um, I'm very, (laughs) you know, my stance very clearly on my Mm -hmm. Instagram, like, Mm -hmm. or on my Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I get very passionate about it, but it's not because of this, like what people would call social justice gospel, because, Right. The gospel is full of it anyway, but it's right. not, it, it's, it's a. Like social justice matters. That's, that's yes. period. Social justice matters. I think, I think when I, I just didn't want to jump on, like, I just didn't want to act once or twice and then never do it again. And so. Exactly. What I wanted to think through was, um, I want, I wanted to think through two things. Number one, as I'm working through all of this, how is this, how are we going to promote longevity in our context? And yep. then, yeah, you know, like this isn't just a one-time thing. Like, how can we mm-hmm. promote longevity um, in the city that we're in? And then, and then I think number two, it was also like, um, um, actually, I'm not even gonna try. I forgot what number two was, but yeah, I wanted to, I wanted <laughs> to promote longevity. That's that's for sure. Like, how can we keep I, doing this? Oh, number two, the concern that I had, um, what six seven weeks ago. This is my own in my own thoughts was. Right. Um, Okay, let's see how loud all of this is in eight weeks, and um, it's um, obviously it it like organizations, people, churches have been affected. Great, and when I do casually scroll through the social medias, it's just not mm-hmm. as loud as it was seven weeks ago. That's exactly what was what I was about to say, right? Yeah. Like. You you went through a process and you had mentioned longevity and I think that's super important because like there's that meme going around right now right like uh, oh what happened to the murder hornets and what happened to this and what happened to like this and what happened into that like um, this whole like uh, the the BLM Black Lives Matters movement like it was huge and then it's starting to die down and I believe that that is why there's no actual change in the system because we're allowed for a second. And then it, the voice dies down. Like, it's not about being loud for a moment. It's about being consistently speaking. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, and this is what this is what we're planning on doing. Right. Like, it's this idea of like, yes, social media, uh, social justice is important. Period. You see that in the gospels. It's all. Of, it's it's about the the, the image. The the uh, what's that that word that you use? Uh, amag- oh my goodness. Day? Amago Day, um, and <laughs> there it goes to show you I don't study systematic theology anymore. It's not, um, it's not systematic theology, bro. Yeah, it is. It's just a theological term. Um, it's it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a doctrine. Just whatever. It's a doctrine. I don't study doctrine anymore. Um, but anyway, like if we look at two. it that way, what'd you say? I was like, it's in, it's in Genesis two. You know. You don't have to study. Image bearer, bro. Just, I, I look at it in, in English. Just open up your Bible. That's really all I you do, have to do, bro. I do. 
<laughs> I open it. I open it, and then I look at the pictures. They're really cool. <laughs> the pop-up pictures. <laughs> I have one. I have one of those. Uh, what what is it that that Bible for the kids? The comic book Bible. The Jesus story. No, the yeah, the hero Bible. Something like hero that. Bible. I have one of those. Or Jesus looks. No, like I don't. Does but I would love one. <laughs> <laughs> CrossFit. That's a whole other topic. CrossFit yeah. and their glassman. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Like I think it's important for us to be. I think that's consistent, crap, by the way. huh? The the Greg Glassman thing. What about it? I think it's dumb. Not 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 what he said. I just want to be clear because there's probably a CrossFitter listening. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, be careful. <laughs> yeah. No, like I like yes, totally retire him. Blah blah blah. But then to see all these CrossFit athletes, like man, I'm ashamed to associate with CrossFit. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, like, yeah, the association and stuff. Yeah, and I'm just like, you've known Greg, Greg Glassman for years, and none of this ever tipped you off. Like, you get that within five minutes of watching one of his videos. Anyway, whatever. Dude, that- well, yeah. <laughs> so on that really quick, I was like, finally. Like, he finally retires. This guy's been doing this for years. Yeah. Now you say that? Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, now that, and then athletes are like, oh, man, I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, condone that be like I mean you kind of have he just wasn't as loud For about years. it on Twitter like it's right. just because you were getting those endorsements bro uh huh because you're getting that money yeah, um, he just went public with what he says in private that's it <laughs> yes I think like, it's exactly what yeah that's just exactly like what went through All my head you are sellouts that's it yeah my <laughs> friend Ross was posting on Facebook this whole like oh like uh, you know Greg Glassman retires or whatever and I was like it's about time. The guy's been doing this forever. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, um, right. So we don't want to be loud just for a moment. We want to be speaking for longevity because it's in that moment. It's in those t- this, this journey that change is actually going to happen, right? And so we're seeing change happening, um, but it's almost like dying down. But one of the beautiful things that I'm seeing is that like churches are finally speaking up. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we see the SBC speaking up. We see like tons of other like denominations speaking up against it. And that to me is beautiful because I know that these churches are going to be about what you were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. the stewardship, mm-hmm. this, this, this idea of like, yes, and it needs to be a constant topic on the table, yeah. not just a really loud bullhorn. Yeah. Right. Like, it, so it's constantly. And so that's exciting for me to like, hear and listen to and so that's why we're saying george floyd is a catalyst for us because now we're seeing uh that that yes there are injustices everywhere and we're not in minneapolis we're also not like a i mean we're not black you know but we have witnessed police brutality we have witnessed what's going on in the black community and we want to speak up against it but we're going to do it in our context with how we know what with what we know you know and Um, we're going to do what we can with what we have and be smart about it and have, be good stewards of it. And, um, you know, is police brutality a thing? Absolutely. 100%. Is racial injustice a thing? Absolutely. 100%. Uh, but no, I shouldn't say, but, and and I should say, and we're going to have to do this within our context of the Rio Grande Valley with what we know, how we can. Yeah, because I think I think uh, when you apply longevity and stewardship, you you free yourself to do a lot of things. Number one, um, it gives you the opportunity. Well, let me back up. Like the first thing is when you when you are gonna apply both longevity and stewardship to to something like this, like injustice in your context, you need to understand that um, whether it's within your context or within just your city. Um, you are going to be changing culture and culture yeah. change takes time. Oh, hundred um, percent. Like that's that. So, so you, you really have to be going at this for the long haul. You're, you're doing, yeah, you know, a, you're applying longevity. Yeah. You're applying longevity and stewardship for the long haul because culture change takes time. And so that's number one. Number two, when applying longevity and stewardship, one of the things that you're also promoting for um yeah i guess that would be a good way of saying it one of the things that you're promoting is reform in other words as you begin moving forward um 
man, we as the church are going to learn and grow, which means even the methods mature, learn, uh, mature or change or evolve. And that's okay. Right. Um, um, I think that's why you need to be clear about, um, uh, we need to be clear about uh, the work of Christ for us and the implications of what that means for us as Christians in our context. Therefore, man, we're here for the long haul. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so, so, um, so as a result of all of that, um, yeah, when you apply longevity and and stewardship, um, you need to you need to both understand that there is the reality of um, slow is the new fast because you, you don't change culture overnight. And then, um, and so there's, there's grace and patience there. And then number two, yeah. the opportunity of reform, like, Hey, we're, we're going to learn as we're going, like we have these convictions and we're going to move forward in these convictions and in this capacity. And, uh, that can change a year from now. Yep. We might have more people. We might have more opportunity. We might have, um, changed how we go about a certain partnership or how we engage that partnership, whatever, but it's still under the banner of, let's say, uh, education. Um, right. okay, but it changes. So I think those are two things. Culture change is real and the opportunity to, or, or I should say the freedom to reform is also a reality. Um, yes. And, and I, I, cause I think, I don't know how, how much those two are thought about. Yeah, and I think that ultimately the important thing here is that you speak, right? The important thing here is that you move, that there's some sort of action, um, not just like this like hashtag movement. It's just like reality. It's this culture change that needs to happen. It's a shift in, in, ju- in the justice system that needs to happen. And the only way that's going to happen is through longevity, speaking, and learning from each other, mm-hmm. like sitting at the family table, right? Like, yeah. Uh, having those conversations and that takes time relationships that need to be mended takes time. Um, And so that like, we're going to take our time, but that doesn't mean that you stay quiet, Mm -hmm. right? Like it, it, it requires your voice. And so what I would push anyone listening to this is like, speak up, say something, Um, you know, what are you going to be doing within your context, whether you're in the Valley or you're, I don't know, uh, North Dakota hanging out with horses or something. I don't know. Cause that's uh, what they do. But like, that's what, they, cause that's what every North Dakotan does. Uh, <laughs> Dakota. Is that, is that, <laughs> is it North Dakotan? Is that how you say that? North Dakotan? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but you know, you got to look at it as you got to look at it, uh, in, in your context, in your, in your format. And so, mm-hmm. Like we, we, I am excited that change will happen. My fear is that the change that will happen will be a bandaid over a deep wound mm-hmm. um, because it's loud, but I don't see longevity. Right. Um, and so I want to be clear in saying that I support the movement but I think a movement without direction is a lost cause. Oh, sure. And so it's, it's, it's like what you were saying. It's like sitting down, looking at what we can do, doing it appropriately, and, and doing it for the long run, for the marathon, not mm-hmm. the sprint, yeah. for sure. So that's, that's what I got. Yeah, no, I man, I I agree. I think because uh, I think you could see that man just throughout the pages of history, like um, yeah, <clears throat> like things come to an abrupt halt and kind of just disappear over. It seems like overnight, just one because there's a yeah. lack of leadership, a lack of direction, and I think as Christians, um, some of that has been taken off our shoulders in the sense of hey, you got the message, like you know the person you need to point people to. Um, mm. And as a result, there is redemption for us as individuals in an effort to make change corporately. Like yeah. it is because we have been redeemed and changed and in particular reconciled 
that, man, we can see these injustices clearly. Like we see them throughout the pages of redemptive history. We're seeing them in the pages of our context and city. Therefore, we're equipped. We got it. Everything else is just research. Everything else is just like, okay, well, where are we going to land? Like we're going to land on education and family and the arts. Cool. That's us. Where, where's the church in North McAllen going to land? Because man, you, you got the message. You, 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 you know, what's up. Like you, you are equipped. Now you just need to do some research. That's it. Where, you know? And, uh, and so the message is man, redemption and reconciliation so that we can go proclaim that to everybody as we are ministering to them within these contexts or within these, these spheres of injustice. There you go. So you never let go of the idea that the gospel will change a life because the gospel does change the life. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's that's the that's gonna be the key, um, <clears throat> because it's it's a it's a it's a timeless message. And so, man, we're we're gonna preach Ooh. that like throughout this whole this whole time. Like, what's driving me? Um, how can I say this? I feel like I want to be careful, right? But what's driving me is not necessarily injustice. What's driving me is redemption and reconciliation. And in these areas of injustice, mm-hmm. man, I can apply this uh, in those areas because of what the gospel does for me in Christ. I love that. I love that you were saying that. Like, it, it, I don't think you should be careful in saying that. I think. All right, I'm not careful. Yeah, like the fact that what's leading you, (laughs) what's leading you is redemption through the fact that there is injustice. What's leading you is not revenge from injustice. It's redemption. Yeah. Right. Like why don't redemption in motion? Oh, watch out! Watch out! (laughs) I like it. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) oh my goodness. Redemption is key in this, man. Like to yeah. be to be redeemed is a beautiful thing. And redemption can lead to much more of a redemption can lead to much more than just revenge. Yeah. Right? Like it, it, redemption is not just reconciliation either. Yeah. Like reconciliation is important, but redemption is this idea of forgiveness and grace and mercy and love and light and, and all these attributes that we get to showcase because they were first shown to us. Yeah. Right? And so absolutely. I love that. I yeah, love that. I think, I think it's a, it's an interesting way without even sounding baptistic. It's so like redemption, <laughs> right? Free. It's, 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 it's Jesus freeing us from our bondage to sin, which then reconciles us to the father, which this uh, brings us into conciliation not not just reconciliation reconciliation is that restoration part conciliation yeah. is the result of restoration and that is peace there is yes. no hostility with us and god we were lost now found we were orphans now we're sons and daughters uh we were enemies now we're friends like we have now been consiled with god and mm-hmm. uh man i think we get that like you know how to love your neighbor really well you get that yeah. you're you're able to um, uh, step into the arenas of injustice and man know that God is sovereign while you get your hands dirty. Um, yeah, you know. So yeah, I think that gives you a lot of freedom. Absolutely. I think. Sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Oh, are you there? There yeah. it is. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, I have such a hard time. My phone just died. Where are oh, you? I'm right Marco, here. where are you? I'm here. Where are you, Marco? I can't see you. I hear you. But I can't see you. It's like what my granddaughter sounds like. Oh. There. Papa, where are you? I'm right Papa. Here. Yeah. Papa, where she's are like, you? She's like, Papa, where are you? Right here. Papa. I said I'm here. <laughs> I feel like Marco a, Polo. Marco. I feel like I'm the I'm the most plain grandpa. You know. <laughs> When I cook her dinner, she's like, thank you, Papa. You're welcome. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> what else you want me to say. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. That's too funny. Papa, where are you? I, I have a... Right here. <laughs> Pobrecita. I don't know what... To... I'm... I am not that guy that's like, yes, come here. 
Just... <laughs> yes, love. Yeah. Yes, darling. You know where I'm at. <laughs> I'm big. You can't miss me. Yeah. Stupid. Um, what was I saying? I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time like people that um purposely choose to not love their neighbor. Sure. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's the right way to put it. But people that are like saying like let's take George Floyd for example like oh he used to be a heroin addict or a crack addict he used to be this he used to be that and so and these are Christian people that I see on my timelines posting mm-hmm. this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like what were you before Christ? What are you right now? Sure. You know like um and so I think that if we look at this through they the image the bearer, of the day. Yes. Yeah. I like, like they're not seeing the image bearer. You know, they're not, they're not seeing the redemption. They're not seeing reconciliation. They're seeing, they're seeing a political party. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're seeing this like, and that's what is so annoying to me. It's not about political parties. It's about human beings, right? Like yeah. um, you, you are worshiping an idol, when you stick to this narrative, like that's what you're doing. And, uh, and when you're an extreme leftist, you're doing the same thing, you know, like you're doing the exact same thing as a right. I think it's like worshiping Christianity without the Christ. Ooh. Okay. You know, because there, there is a difference between being an image bearer, which we all share everybody, everybody share. That's where we get uh, value, dignity, and worth. We are all image bearers. And then there is a difference between being children of God. Children of God have been reconciled to the Father through Christ. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that identity, we, as children of God, ought to have the highest value and consideration for image bearers. Word. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. And so. That's yeah. good. And I, and I think that goes both ways, right? Like, a lot of people think I'm like this crazy democrat but i'm like no like i just believe i just they're people Mm -hmm. (laughs) like yeah i don't know what you want me to say yeah they're people like anyway but um i think it's important for us to understand that like this is not just the man being murdered this is a whole injustice happening and the only way that this can change is if we have conversations that are going to last a long time um, not just a loud bullhorn. And that's why we wanted to create these podcasts so we can have those conversations. You know, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have some federal agents, uh, a federal agent. We're going to have another very staunch Republican friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we're going to have, uh, hopefully an author, Ruben de Leal coming in to talk about education and its reform, you know, and, mm-hmm. Um, these are things that are important to us, and all this stemmed from the injustice, the murder that happened to George Floyd. Now, we are not diminishing that. We're mm-hmm. actually amplifying that mm-hmm. in our system, in our context, in yeah. our cities. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I want to be sure that we say that, that we're not diminishing it because it's not to be diminished. Um, you know, and, and so... We're excited to continue these conversations. Uh, the next one's going to be with uh, our friend Izzy, uh, and we're going to be talking about the police system, the injustices that are happening there. Uh, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really cool, so we hope that you guys join us for that. Um, any last words you want to say, Marco, before we close off? It's a, We're about to hit an hour. Yeah, no, I'm looking at the time, too. I'm like, nope, I'm good. We, we're at 58 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, one thing is going to be about Izzy. Um and I hope he hears this, but like sometimes Izzy gets sure so into it or, or I'm like, Hey, Hey, I agree with you. Like, yes. Stop, stop talking to me. Like I, like I, like I don't know or disagree. I, yes. I am actually agreeing with everything I'm with you. you're I'm saying. With you. <laughs> stop being so intense. Yeah. He's a very <laughs> intense dude guys, but, um, I love the guy. He's, he's such a sweetheart. Um, yeah. He's incredible. But uh, he can he definitely can get intense. So I'm excited for that. That'll be yeah. that'll be a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you guys subscribing. Please do so if you can leave us a, 
a review, whether it's one star to five star. We hope that you give us 10 stars if possible. Um, I don't know. Review it twice yeah, under two different screen names. Yeah, definitely leave us a review on uh, the iTunes. That really helps on us out. On the iTunes. Yeah, we yeah got, it definitely we does. Got, uh, yeah, five-star reviews. We could use some more. Um, yeah. So definitely leave Please. us a review. Follow us on the – especially on the Instagrams. Um, yeah. And then on Share Thursdays, I'm going to be posting books for, for people. Yeah. So anyway. That's going to be exciting. You know, think of us like a, like a Wotana for four. You got to share us with your friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be. <laughs> um, the the only thing I want to say, and this is just for kicks and fun, uh, post-millennialism, where are you at right now? Where are you at? 2020 and looking good for you. Post-mills. Ba-dum-bum. Post. Yeah, bro. Uh, and theocracy. Yeah, right. Anyway. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you guys for joining us here at the family table. We will uh, catch you guys on the flippity flops. I know something to watch at the end, though. That's where you say bye, Marco. Oh, bye. No, you always say it like this. Bye. Bye, guys. There it is. Deuces, y'all. There's no place like the family table. A place where we can.